Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministries to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors to reach the men in today's culture, discussing issues men face every day. This is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Hi, I'm Mike Salen of Cape Fear Men, and I thank you for joining us on this uh, special program. So if, if you remember growing up, uh, your dad or whoever may have been teaching you something, uh, some to do some kind of a task, but you were having a difficult time of grasping that. That person teaching you may start to get frustrated and they'd look at you and say, hey, this is not rocket science. Well, <laughs> I've been working in men's ministry for a number of years. And let me tell you something. When you were working with men and ministering to men, it can be rocket science. But I hope today we'll be able to uh, Weave through some of those questions and concerns and frustrations that you have as we talk to our guest today about men's ministry. Uh, today, I have with me Brian Dole. Brian is the founder, president, and even serves as the national director of Iron Sharper and Iron. He has served over 30 years uh, laboring for Christ throughout the New England area, and he has served with the navigators on the campuses and military bases in five New England states in the, in the professional communities. In 1995, as part of the Strategic Alliance of Promise Keepers and the Navigators, Brian joined the staff of Promise Keepers as their New England area manager. He served in this capacity until 2000 when Promise Keepers utilized all staff, uh, centralized all staff to the Denver area. Vision New England then invited Brian to initiate and direct the new men's ministry, um, uh, men's ministries uh, focus. This ministry aimed to equip local churches and train men for spiritual leadership in their homes, churches, and communities. And then, in, and then in 2007, this ministry became known as Iron Sharpens Iron. Brian, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you being on the uh, podcast. Great to be with you, Mike. Good. I ask. Uh, I like to ask all my guests two questions uh, as we begin our conversations. Uh, the first question is: Is there a verse uh, that God may be speaking directly into you right now? Um, getting a little feedback. It feels like I don't know where that's coming from. But anyway, is there a verse that, uh, that 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 God is speaking into your life right now that you might like to share with the class or the or the group uh, in the area of? Uh, Something that may be dealing with you from a life standpoint or just right now in your ministry? Because here's that particular verse that you'd like to share. Yeah, I think, you know, I call kind of what you're saying a life verse. Now, I think, like you said, there may be different verses that God uses because his word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. But coming back to what uh, gets me up in the morning and uh, keeps me focused on the task at hand uh, and helps me to not get distracted would be Second uh, Timothy 2, 2, where Paul, this is near the end of Paul's life, and it's his final letter. He's writing it to Timothy, his primary spiritual son, and he says, the things you've heard from me in the presence of others, presence of many others, entrust to reliable men, to faithful men so that they might teach others. Uh, that, you know, that's what I wanna do. I'm looking every day, Mike, uh, one of the reasons I enjoy partnering with you is because you're a reliable man, you're a faithful man. You're a man that uh, when investing in is, uh, there's a sure multiplication principle that's coming out of it and you show that right. by what right. you're doing right. even with this podcast. So right. that's really, 
I'm really about multiplying versus adding and trying to create something with addition, but rather invest in men and trust God that he will multiply. Uh, good. Yeah, I appreciate your, your kind words on that. And, and that is a very significant verse. We'll share a little bit about um, coming to Christ. And uh, when when was that? And what was that story all about uh, when you uh, recognized your need for Christ and, and you came to, to, to him and, and surrendered your life to him? Well, yeah, I grew up uh, in a church going family. So I just assumed that everything was squared away. You know, I did all the stuff that my uh, family did and we went to church and what more is there? I was actually president of my youth group in high school and <laughs> and shared that with uh, people when I went to college, when they asked me if I wanted to be in a Bible study. But what I learned uh, pretty quick, Mike, is that the people that I was beginning to meet were different than me. Uh, they had, they, they knew something I didn't. There was something going on in their life and God in his own way, he got my attention. I, I hung around those people for a while. I was somewhat intrigued by them. They were kind toward me, patient. Uh, but at some point, God in his word got my attention and I yielded to the Lordship of Christ. I knew that I was not like these other, in this case, college students. They were different and I uh, longed to have that type of connection to God, that type of relationship with God. So at some point I yielded and boom, that was at age 19. So I, I uh, became a Christian. Now what happened is a little bit of what we just talked about, 2 Timothy 2, too. Immediately, when I say immediately, the next day, because I called the guy who I was uh, connected to around Bible study, told him what happened. He said, I thought you already were a Christian. <laughs> I, yeah. I described uh, what it what had happened. He goes, yeah, I think you just became a Christian. Come on over. So we began to meet regularly. In fact, we met for like three, the next three days. And in each of those days, we opened up God's word. Uh, we spent a little time reading, meditating, praying, and then did it the next day, and then did it the next day. Then he said, okay, it looks like you're good to go. Just go do this on your own. Do it same time when you get up in the morning. And I began to have a devotional life, a quiet time. I began to meditate on God's word. I began to learn to feed myself. Uh, so you can see the investment of one man into another man began to begin a process that, frankly, and he did it in such a non-threatening way that I began to share the same thing with other men. Um, so it was very quickly, uh, with certainly no credit on my end, that God began to use me in the life of other men. And so I began to see the power of intentional investment, not a group investment, not just going to church, not being in a Bible study, but one-on-one, -on -one, one man meeting with another man, uh, and then doing it in such a way so that that man could do the same thing with another man. Yeah, and that, that is what uh, I would call, not what I would call, I think what we would call spiritual multiplication. I'm a product of spiritual multiplication. Yeah, man. And, and that is, you know, your story is so much like mine in so many ways. It's the fact I grew up in church too. And, um, and but, uh, you know, it, it's the fact that it wasn't until my senior year in high school through a ministry of a youth minister that I fully understand my need for Christ. And even after that, I struggled for many years 
uh, yeah. until I had a man come into my life and began to just pour his life into me in spiritual right. matters. <clears throat> so that's so important. And, and we have so many men in our churches today uh, that are just going through the motions and have not right. developed that deep intentional relationship with Jesus Christ. And I appreciate you sharing that. Well, here, here's what I would say to our listeners today, Mike. I mean, there are men who are going through the motions, and that might be right where God would have them right now. What I want to do, and I believe what you want to do, I want to co-labor with God. I, I want to ask God, where are you working? Specifically, who are you working in? I want to join you in working with that man. So I'm looking for, back to 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, I'm looking for a faithful man, a reliable man, you know, I think you and I often use the anacronym fat, faithful, <laughs> available, and teachable. So right. if, if you guys who are men's leaders or aspire to be a men's leader, or how do I become a men's leader? Here's what you do. You look for a man who's faithful, who's available, and who's teachable. Well, how do you figure that out? Well, invite some guy at church Hey, you want to get a cup of coffee sometime? I'd like to get to know you better. Maybe we can spend a little time in the Word. Let's get together at uh, 6 a.m. at uh, XYZ Coffee Shop, and uh, I'd love to get to know you better. And if he looks at you and says, ah, it's kind of early for me, bingo, you've got your answer. He's not there right now. He might be in six months, a year, five years. But you keep asking a simple question like that, then you invite that guy back again and again. Then you might give him a small assignment. Hey, why don't you read uh, uh, the book of First uh, Peter? And we can talk about it next week. And if he goes, wait, the whole book of First Peter, which, by the way, is only five chapters. <laughs> takes you about 15 then, minutes to read. <laughs> then you can either provoke him, challenge him, and see how he takes it. But he, what he might say is, great. And then he'll come back and he not only read it once, but he read it five times. Now, all of a sudden you're beginning to say, okay, here's a guy that God's at work. Here's a guy who's hungry to become a man of God. This is the kind of man that I want to invest my life in. If I invest in this man, he's going to multiply and he's going to invest in others. That's what we're talking about when we're looking at one-on-one -on -one ministry. Now, we do, we do a lot of conferences, we do a lot of seminars, we do a lot of group stuff, which is all great. But guess what? Those are all platforms where we're looking for, we're looking for that faithful, available, and teachable man. Where is he? We ask these strategic questions, we invite them into a relationship, and then we give them everything we have, but we do it in such a way that's reproducible. We don't want to do it with uh, sharing Greek words and all that kind of stuff with all these things that they go, well, you're Mike, you're just amazing. I could never do that. If they, if they say that, then we're not reproducing. We want to do things so that a man's response to our investment in him is, you know, what? I, I could probably do that. I, I could probably do what you're doing with me. Again, that's spiritual multiplication. Yeah, we want to show intentionality. We want to be intentional with 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 men and and tapping. I call it tapping on the shoulder a lot of times. So you want to go up and tap some guy on the shoulder and invite him to uh, spend some time with you, whatever wherever that may be. Uh, and uh, you and I are in positions a lot of times to be able to uh, flex our schedule a little bit to meet those guys whenever it's convenient for them. Uh, a lot of our men who are working still, we we uh, we have to be able to meet them at, at their convenience and. Uh, but uh, you're right. You're right. And that's what we need to do. And that's what the whole process of uh, 
of uh, multiplication and, and moving into men's lives and speaking into their lives. Well, Brian, you, uh, you're connected with Iron Sharpers Irons. I've well known you and I've known each other for about four or five years now, I think, somewhere along there, uh, working together and, and um, actually me working under you because you're, you're, the, you're the boss of ISI. But, um, but uh, share a little bit about uh, Iron Sharpers Iron and, and uh, how did that all come about and, and what is the mission of Iron Sharpens Iron? Well, Iron Sharpens Iron is designed to complement the ongoing ministry of the local church. Uh, now, there, there probably are churches out there that are doing an exceptional job of discipling men. But I, since I don't know any of them, just send an email to brian.doyle at ironsharpensiron.net. I'd like to get to know who they are. Uh, we have not come across many churches in the last 25 years that are doing an exceptional job. So what, we, what we've chosen to do is to create a ministry and specifically a platform event that complements ongoing church ministry. So Iron Shepherds Iron, most visible thing we do, and the most visible thing that you do right there with the Cape Fear men is that we have a one-day equipping conference. It's equipping. So what we do is we bring topics that are specific to men. In many local churches, you don't do it. There's not a lot going on that's specific to men. I mean, all kinds of men, men of all ages, you know, whatever is your 15, 25, 55, 75. We have something for every man at every age and something that's specific there. Uh, so the conference is a platform that local churches can take advantage of. Most local churches are still pretty small, you know, 100, give or take people. And they're not going to put on a full day men's conference with national speakers. So if, you, if we can provide that for them, with, you know, really national world-class speakers on topics that those churches would never get to. It would take the average church at least five years with very intentional effort to do what we can offer to them in one day at one location. So it would just be silly for a local church not to take advantage of that unless they just don't really want to build into men. Again, the equipping platform of Iron Sharpens Iron helps uh, – helps men specifically. So we might address uh, marriage, but we won't talk to men as spouses. We'll talk to men as husbands. We'll train them right. in the role of husband. We won't, right. we won't, we'll talk to them about family, but we won't talk to them as a parent. We'll talk to them as a father or as a grandfather. And again, Mike, you know, that doesn't happen too much in local church life. It does happen at Iron, Iron Sharpens Iron. Oh, yeah, it's true, so true. I mean, uh, we're able to tap into so many ministries around the country and invite them to come into the local area and be able to share in so many regions, even even very taboo topics that uh, churches have a difficult time of talking about, like sexual integrity. Uh, uh, we, we deal with those and, and have some great resources and connections with those. And this is a, uh, some great, uh, great um, uh, times of breakout sessions we have with those. I just was, uh, last couple of weeks, I've been talking to a couple of those guys that we uh, speak to, speak to yeah. uh, or invite to our conferences on, on, on the sexual integrity, and there's some great information that we provide that in, in, in that. How many conferences do we uh, generally have in the United States per year? I know COVID last year kind right. of curtailed a lot of that stuff, but generally, uh, how many do we have, and what areas of the country do we have these conferences at that uh, 
churches can reach out to and be, be, uh, be available to uh, really tap into? Well, it fluctuates. I, I'll just throw out the number 40. We've been doing this since 2001. Uh, you mentioned in the intro that it started in New England. Didn't intend to be the ministry it's become. We just started. I lived in Hartford. I want to do a conference in Hartford. I ended up doing a conference in Hartford in Boston. All of a sudden, we multiplied into other New England states. All of a sudden, I'm building relationships on the side with guys all over the nation. Then we're all of a sudden, we're doing in the Midwest, the Atlantic Coast, the Southeast, and beyond. Uh, the, the, since, 19, since 2001, over 500,000 men have attended wow. a wow. live on-site Iron Sharpens Iron Conference. So this is no small thing that God has done. So these men that attend, I mean, they're they're not they're they're getting tools, they're getting training that's specific to men that their local church typically would not offer. Now we we want to help the local church offer it, and we do help the local church offer it. But as they learn to offer it, uh, we still, like you just said, we bring in the national speakers at local churches. I mean, the big, big mega church, yeah, they could do it. They don't typically do it, but they could do it, but they typically won't because their focus isn't on men. We're very specific. We focus on men. Now, the vision, Mike, is crystal clear. The vision is if you build godly men, everybody wins. I mean, mm -hmm. so we are, we've just tried to understand God's design, God's intent, God's plan, what what is it that God wants to do? What is the ministry philosophy of Almighty God? Because I believe He has a ministry philosophy. Yes, we are all created equal in the image of God. We are image bearers, but we have we're wired differently. We got different stuff going on. We got different roles. All you got to do is open your Bible and read it. Go so ahead. here I am. I'm a man. So what's my role? You know, I got to learn to be a husband. I got to learn to be a father. I got to learn to be a soon grandfather. I've got to learn to be a brother. I've got to learn to execute my role as a provider and protector. You know, the culture is screaming at us that the world is gender neutral. Well, we've got the Bible. The Bible screams back at us, you're not gender neutral. You're a Absolutely. man or you're a woman. Execute Absolutely. the role that I've given you. So that's what we're trying to do. We're, we believe that when you build godly men, godly husbands, godly fathers, godly grandfathers, godly brothers, godly sons, all kinds of other people win. But when you skip that step and you try to take a man-made philosophy, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. I was talking to someone this morning, you know, one of the things that we do in men's ministries when we reach out and we make or we help churches to develop those godly men, those godly husbands, those, those godly dads and things of that nature. Uh, a lot of times when you uh, begin as a church to talk about mission opportunities that your people can can partake in, uh, those guys will be the first ones to jump out and participate in, in those mission opportunities, whatever they may be, whether it be an international mission or local mission or whatever. And so many churches, as we know, we hear talking about um, uh having a hard time just getting somebody to go to the local uh, homeless shelter and work there. But those guys, when they get it, they'll be the first yeah. ones to jump there and in uh, in that way. You know, one of the things that uh, God really spoke to my heart over the last few years, I retired from the power industry five years ago. And, um, and one of the things he spoken to me was uh, when you retire, your ministry is not over. In fact, it's just yeah. begun. 
And and that's one of the things that I like speaking into in uh, uh, men's ministry lives. And it's one of the breakout sessions I've developed uh, that I speak speak about is you're retired, your ministry's just begun. And because, wow. uh, you, know, you know, you 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 go back and you look at his scripture and you see Moses was 80 years old. You yeah. know, uh, his brother was 83 years old. Joshua was 85 years old when he carried the Israelites into the promised yeah. land. So, you know, and many of our guys, when they retire, they even retire from church. And we need to help them understand that their ministry's just begun. Yeah, it's time to maybe travel a little bit if you want to or play that golf game and things of that nature. But you need to be spending your time into pouring to your life experiences to, to our young guys. That's one of the things I think we can do through Iron Sharpers Iron Tooth is ministering to all guys no matter where they're at. You know, one of the things I like about Iron Sharpers and Iron when, we, uh, uh, when I became associated with it was how we divide the men up. You know, as we look at them as merging men, pioneering men, full throttle men and seasoned men. And I think that's neat and interesting because ministering to each one of those are, is a little bit different. What yeah. would you say to that and, 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 and speak to that a little bit, if you would? Good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. So I'm a, uh, I'm a dad. So I've had uh, three sons go through their teenage years. They're all out of it now. Now my sons are 20. 22 and almost 24 this month. Uh, so they have gone through what I call the emerging men. They are men. Mm. Now they're in what, what you mentioned, the pioneering men. Okay, right. uh, where am I going? What am I going to do? Who am I going to do it with? So they're pioneering. They're looking at the different trails and they're making some choices. Big time, very important time. This is a time where they need mentoring, where they need guidance, where they need brotherhood. And then they make those choices, then they move into what we call the full throttle side of manhood, where, you know, all of a sudden you're busier than what you could ever imagine. You're multitasking. You've got uh, probably marriage and kids and career and church and all these kind of things, and you're trying to figure out how do I do the best? What are my priorities? I can't balance it anymore. I've got to live by priorities. What are God's priorities for me as a man? And then that begins to change, and you head into this seasoned section of life, which you're right, a lot of good men, uh, a lot of Christian men, a lot of men in our churches begin to disengage as their family launches, and they oh, go yeah. into more of a passive role, which I, you know, I mean, some of that's temperament and personality, but, but part of it is, well, a big part of it, I think, is the culture. The culture, the secular culture, the lost culture, the culture of the world, and the culture, frankly, of the enemy uh, throws that at us, and we've got to look at it and say, uh-huh, that's not God's best for me. I've got experience and expertise. I've got learned lessons that I need to be willing to share. I need to look for men that that uh, have not been where I've been and walk with them through it. So, you know, a lot of guys, they look at me, Brian, if you knew my story, you wouldn't <laughs> want me mentoring anybody. And, I, and so, yeah, we chuckle and we'll chuckle. I go, actually, that's exactly why I want you mentoring so much. Absolutely. You've made some decisions <laughs> that in hindsight you go, ooh, I wish I had just adjusted it a little bit. I wish I'd maybe lined this up a little bit here. I wish I had changed my priorities just slightly in my 30s or 40s. Well, guess what? The guys in their 30s and 40s need to hear that from you. 
not from a sermon, not from a podcast, frankly. They need to hear it at a Panera Bread or a coffee shop where you look them in the eye and you lovingly say, you know, I've made some good decisions in my life and I've made some not so good decisions. Let me share some of each with you because I want to help you make con consistent good decisions. And, I, and, and, and you can learn. We can learn through this together. Amen. Uh, 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 thank you for sharing that. And well, you see where that goes, that. Mike? It goes back to what we said at the beginning of our time together. It's going to take an investment from one man to another. This is not reading a book. You can read a book, and I'm not down on books. Read a book. Go ahead. Read a book. <laughs> uh, go ahead. You know, Go to church. Definitely want to go to church. Definitely want to read books. But what you want to do, you want to get with another man. And you want to ask questions. So for you younger men, you need, a, you need an older man who's going to coach you through life. For you older men, you need to be willing to be honest, open, transparent, and vulnerable. You don't need to know a lot of Bible verses. You hear what I said? You need those things. Honesty, openness, transparency, and the courage to be vulnerable. The Bible verses will take care of themselves. Just bring a Bible with you but be willing to be courageous, share your life, share the stuff you didn't do well. Sure, share the stuff you did do well uh, along with it, but let some younger men learn lessons from you. They shouldn't have to learn all their lessons on their own. Hey, I mean, I agree with that. I, I know I wish I'd had a, a man when I was in my 20s and 30s, even 40s, that that uh, was like that and poured into my life. And because and, a lot of the mistakes I made um, it's kind of a trial and error. They probably could have prevented me from making those kinds of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's and, 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 and even things that, yeah, even things that you thought you were doing well, like uh, in my early years of work uh, being in the church, uh, I was so involved in the church in church yeah. work. I was uh, I was actually neglecting my family to a lot of ways, but I thought I was doing good stuff for them. But yeah. uh, I didn't have anybody to speak into me. And I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> you know? and yeah, I mean, uh, I was an elder in my church for 12 years. As I look back on it, it worked out okay. But I was an elder while my wife was still giving birth to babies. Yeah. And uh, I probably just needed to be a little bit more available uh, at home and let some of the more elderly people be the elders uh, who had, whose kids were a little bit more independent. Again, that's a lesson that I can offer to a younger man. Absolutely. So I just offered it. So if you're a young, if you're a man who's 35 or 40 years old and you've got kids who are two, four, six, eight, ten, 10, whatever it is, you know, just tell the uh, church when they invite you to be an elder, thank you. Could I get back to you in a few years? Because right now, I before I shepherd God's flock to local church, I have to do my first job, which is to shepherd God's flock that's under my care under my roof, really, that's what we want to do. We want to help men excel in their primary responsibility before we start giving them their secondary responsibility. A man's primary responsibility is his own household. His secondary responsibility is outside of his household. Absolutely. I tell a lot of guys often that your first missionary field is right there in your own home uh, to your wife and then to your children and ministering to them. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Brian, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about what ISI has to offer. And I know June is a big month coming up and uh, yeah. for ISI, and this is kind of a, 
uh, Bertha because of COVID and all the stuff that happened with COVID. And, and uh, we know that men really struggled this past year. And we've seen the statistics and, and heard the stories and, and, uh, but uh, you and the team has uh, developed a, a pretty um, significant initiative for the whole month of June. And I want to give you some time to talk about yeah. that. Well, I mean, uh, we all know that, you know, whatever month it is, if it's April, if it's May, if it's June or July, there's always something coming out. Hey, this is the month of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this is this month. And everyone's got a month. And I always ask, is, where's the men's month? <laughs> is there a men's month? I, I just seem to consistently miss it. Well, I just decided that we're going to start one. So yeah. as of this year, June 2021, I have now christened June as Men's Ministry Month. And so what we're doing is we're having multiple seminars all the time during June, every day in June. This isn't a one-day men's conference. This is a full month of men's ministry. We've got about 150 different seminars from 75 different presenters, seven different tracks and key areas of men, just a lot of fun. Uh, get in there and learn, pick and choose what you want. We bring out the best of the best, and we have it all there online at ironsharpensiron.net. You know, the guys can go look at it. You can take one track. You can do the whole month. But the point is, Mike, uh, pretty much no church in America is doing much for men during the month of June. A lot of churches begin to slow down, come oh, to summer, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, they, and they go into a summer schedule. And if they were doing something for men, eh, June and July is a little bit slow. Why don't we cut back? Well, what we're doing is we're saying, yeah, that'd be fine. Maybe you should cut back. Maybe that's the appropriate step. What we're, we're, what we're going to do, since you're cutting back, we're going to make a, the biggest deal of the year. And all your, your men, they can go online. They don't, they don't need to show up. They don't need to get in their car and travel. They don't need to come to your church. They don't need to pick a time and a place. This is going to be every day in June. And you can see it when you go to Iron Sharpens Iron. So I just encourage every guy that's listening to us, go to ironsharpensiron.net, check it out, and see if you've ever seen anything like this in the history of men's ministry. Well, tell me, tell us a little bit about um uh what each, I mean, I think like each night's going to deal with a particular topic. Uh, so how, how's that going to be broken down throughout the, I think each week is going to be, the schedule is going to be the same each week, but, uh, each night's going to be a different topic. So, sure. so what, 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 we're doing, what we're doing is we're taking a, a different topic or what I call track for every day of the week. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, each day will be different. Uh, so Sunday would be a man and his God. So every Sunday in June, we'll have multiple seminars about a man and his God, about being a man of the word, being a man of prayer, submitting to the Lordship of Christ, things that have to do with, you know, you and God. Uh, next day would be Monday, a man and his marriage. So, you know, 75% of American men are married. So we're going to tackle their most important relationship, the most important discipling relationship they'll ever have, which is their wife. Uh, and we're going to talk about marriage from all different kinds of uh, viewpoints with all kinds of different speakers. So every Monday, three, four, five different seminars on a man in marriage. Tuesday, I think a man and his family. Well, what's that mean? Well, it means if you're married, you're probably going to have some kids, not even have some grandkids at some point. So it's going to be about how to be the shepherd of your own home, 
uh, how to uh, raise godly children, how to uh, be the priest, the prophet, um, mm -hmm. the person who's in your home. So that's kind of where we go. And we tackle some other topics like a man in his church, a man in his money, um, a man in his work. So key topics. So every track is by day. But what I would just say is take the whole month, pick and choose what you want, get some brothers, process it together. You can do it at home. If you're a men's leader, guess what? You don't have to do anything. All you gotta do is go online, set up a code for your church and pass it on to the men of your church. So they get a discount and you get to see as they sign up, you'll get a roster. Every time they sign up, you get an email and then add it uh, to the roster. And you'll get to see who the men are. Remember we talked about fat, faithful, available, teachable. Right, if you right. want, if you want to know who in your local church, pastors, leaders, listen to me today. If you want to know who the men are in your church who are hungry to grow in Christ and be godly men, you offer this to them and then you wait and see what happens. And you're going to see some men, maybe they'll surprise you. Some men, they won't surprise you. You already know they're hungry. Some <laughs> men, you think that they would, but they kind of go, eh, it's a summer. I don't really want to do anything this summer. Alert, alert, <laughs> not hungry. And there'll be some men that you'll go, wow, look at that guy. That guy, that guy wants to be part of it. So we offer this as a tool to help you in your evaluation of where God's working, who God's working, who are the men in your church who are faithful, available, and teachable. Amen. And, and this is a good way to keep your guys engaged through the summer month, basically, uh, when you're downtown. Because, uh, like you said, a lot of churches, for some reason, um, as a men's minister leader, I, I've never understood it. Uh, they pretty much shut down their men's ministry for the month of June, July, and uh, first part of August, at least. And, yep. uh, and, and we've heard all these excuses why, but then you have to spend the whole month of September trying to re-engage your guys <laughs> during that process. If you yeah. can re-engage some of them, some of them probably won't even re-engage to you because you've let them you let them lapse. And so this is a correct way for them to speak into it. And I no, will no. say, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, well, I, I would say to share my opinion. I'm not saying I have the answer, but here's my opinion: why churches shut down men's ministry? By the way, in other ministries as well, oh, we shut it. Yeah. We shut it down because the constituent of the church is really a consumer. And, they've, and they drive the agenda of the local church. The people in the church drive the agenda of the church, not the leaders. Very few churches' leadership, so don't, they don't drive anything. They just follow the constituency. And the constituency says, hey, we're going to shut down during the summer because we don't go to, our kids don't go to school in the summer. We have a different pace of life. So we're going to shut down. We're not going to come to your stuff in the summer. You can offer it all day long, but we're not coming. We'll come back end of August, beginning of September. That's when you can start your stuff back up. And church leaders simply go, yes, that's exactly what we'll do. So it wasn't always this way, Mike. But now that we have a consumer-driven church where the constituency drives the agenda, pastors and leaders and elders and deacons, of which I am one, we fall in line and we do what the constituent tells us to do. Yeah, you know, and you're right, and I think there's a lot of truth to that, what you just said, because uh, I know both of you and I growing up in church, uh, we would have never thought about shutting down our Wednesday night meetings or Sunday night meetings or any of that kind of stuff uh, anytime during the year, but yet many right. churches do that now, and, and I understand that, and I get that. I will tell the uh, people out there listening, you can go to ironsharpensiron.net um, um, to... to uh, 
to register for the month-long conference, but you can also go to kfearmen.net and also sign up that way too and get your, and that'll help us out to know in the Cape Fear region uh, yeah. what is going on in this area of North Carolina as far as uh, uh, who's, who's tapping into that. That will help us out a lot. Of course, Brian will probably provide me some list of people who, uh, that may go through his site too, but still, you can help us out with that way too. So, Brian, we're coming up on our time. We're uh, yep. here. I want to close out a little bit. Uh, I do want to um, give you a minute or two to just kind of give us a, a final thought on men's ministry and what we need to be doing to to uh, as this we go forward. Our culture has changed drastically, especially yeah. in the last few years. It's changed drastically, and uh, and we do need to tap into men's lives. So. Give us your final thoughts on on ministering to men and what local churches need to do. Yeah, well, although we've talked about conferences, we talked about live on-site conferences, we talked about the June Men's Ministry Month, which is all great. Uh, we encourage churches to have effective entry points to engage men. But keep in mind what we talked about at the beginning of our time together. One man, you can change the world. One man. I mean, when I was 19, 20 years old, and uh, this couple of guys in the ministry of the Navigators began to invest in me. Uh, it wasn't because I was awesome, because I can tell you I was not awesome. I was just a college kid. But they would pick me up. They'd take me out for breakfast. They would invest time with me. They'd pray with me. They'd pray for me. They would urge me. They'd encourage me. They'd, they'd build into me. Why? Because they believed in multiplication. So today I want to close our time with, are you investing in one man, a little bit more than the others. Have you prayerfully decided, prayerfully sought God and made that investment that I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna look for that man, God, I'm gonna trust God for that man, and I'm gonna build into that man. So Lord, I pray even as we talk about that, we talk to you about it. Would you give every man that's listening or part of this broadcast a faithful, available and teachable man that he would have the honor and privilege of building into? We believe that to be your will. We believe that's what Jesus did with those 12 men. We want to be part of the same type of ministry that Jesus did. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Brian, I thank you for being with us. And for those of you that are out there listening or watching this on uh, the social media site, you, uh, once again, you can go to ironsharpensiron.net. You can get all, a lot of information on where the various Iron Sharpens Iron conferences are being held all over the United States. And you can get information on our Men's Ministry Month initiative uh, to uh, uh, speak into your men's lives in your churches. If you want to reach out to Brian personally, you can you can reach him through Brian.Dole at ironsharpensiron.net. Uh, and Brian will respond to you and talk to you. And, and Brian, it's always fun uh, to talk to you. And it's always yeah. interesting. If you want to know more about KFEAR Men and what we do in the, in the Carolinas, just reach out to kfearmen.net. You can do that website, or and you can email us at kfearmen at gmail.com. Brian, thank you again for joining us, and I appreciate your time with us. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you will join us next time on Victor Conversations with Mike Sandler. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.